Happy Friday, guys, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Dubs. I'm your host, Bill T. Well, back from Bugarama 85, and I have to say, that was one of the greatest weekends I've had in a long time, man. Big shout out to Steve Hole for doing a great job, putting on a great event, and, uh, you know, I'm telling you, it was uh, it was a great time. I shot up there, me, my brother, and uh, the Rev Dunkel. We went up there, hauled a forty foot uh, the forty foot ghetto trailer up there. And if you guys had a chance to listen to the podcast that uh, we made driving up there, you'll know what it was all about. It was a great time. We rolled in to Sacramento around uh, eight o'clock at night and headed over to uh, the Critters spot. And uh, you know, we ended up. Uh, Ended up kicking it with uh, Justin and his boys over there at the uh, Sacramento uh, get down over there. And it was a great time, man. He had a little taco setup going on over there. And they had a lot of super dope stuff. Justin's working on a lot of really cool things. And uh, they were just super hospitable. I forgot to sign the wall, man. I got to go back to Sacramento and sign the wall of fame over there. So, uh, you know, it was, it was a great time. And, uh, you know... It was just, you know, just great seeing all those people being back at a VW event and it kicked off strong. You know, it was a good turnout over there. Then Saturday we head over to, you know, I've never camped Saturday at Bugarama. And every time I've gone up there, it was like I just shot up there, drove up there Saturday, got a hotel room, got to the show in the morning. And this time we went up Saturday and man, that place fills up huge on Saturday and a lot of swapping gets done the day before the show on Saturday. So people get in Saturday to get their swap set up or their vendor space set up or the drag racers get in there, start testing tuning. So it's really kind of an unofficial show to kick off the show. And I'm telling you, man, it was a great time. There was probably a couple hundred people in line around 11 o'clock on Saturday. They opened it early and still the place was just jam packed, man. I talked to Steve after a while and it had been one of the bigger turnouts they've had in a long, long time. So uh, I had a great time, got to meet a lot of the podcast listeners that listen. Um, I got to listen. I, I got to meet uh, my boy Alpha Air Cooled, Type 1 overall. Uh, I got to see 67 Cal look over there. I got to see uh, a lot of people, uh, Pink Joder. I got to see a lot of a lot of the podcast listeners out there, man. A big shout out to all the guys that stopped by the booth. Uh, shout out to everybody that picked up some, some merch from us. Uh, it was much appreciated, man. And even better, I did three podcasts while we were there, so this is what I'm stoked about. So you guys have to give me feedback and let me know what you think, but I dig it, man. It's I'm doing podcasts live right there, and we're recording them, and in the background, you get the drag cars going, and I just think it adds a super cool element for kind of the background ambiance. So some of you will like it, some of you guys might hate it, but I think it was great. So we had we knocked out three interviews, and this is the first interview in a series of three that we did up there at Bug Rama. This first one is Shin Watanabe, and he's the editor of Hot VWs. And Shin Watanabe and Shin Makai are the ones that put VW or got Hot VWs back together um, after the magazine shut down. Shortly thereafter, they put it back together, and they've been cranking it out now since 2017. So it's really uh, it's really good. And I've known Shin for a while. Uh, I first met him when he worked for Let's Play VWs out of Japan. He shot my bus, and then he shot uh, the Gia. He also shot my uh, 55 Bug before it was all black. So uh, there's one rare feature of that car out there when it's black and red. But, um, yeah, it was a great sit-down. Uh, 
in the beginning of the interview, he's a little bit nervous, you could tell, but by, you know, right after a few minutes in, man, he really kind of relaxes and we just have a real great conversation and, you know, it, it was a, it was a good interview for sure. So, um, you know, big shout out to everybody again that came by the booth, man. We really love to meet, meet the fans of the podcast and, uh, just kind of get, get to put faces to the names of all the people we hit up on Instagram and Facebook. So, uh, I'm stoked to meet you guys. I'm stoked to meet even more of you guys down at, uh, possibly Prado. I may be at Prado, not a hundred percent sure. I got a tight schedule, but if things work out, I may shoot in and out just on Sunday only. And then, uh, for sure, I'm going to be going to the DKP meet weekend that will also have uh, the bug in as well. So I'm looking to set up the podcast over there and do some more interviews while I'm down there. Just grab some people. I've also got some people lined up for interviews, some uh, some of the legends that are in the scene, and I'm really looking forward to that. So you guys stay tuned. I'm going to keep bringing it to you, man. We got so much good stuff. One of the things I wanted to mention while I was out there, so the three interviews I did, obviously Shin, which we're going to listen to now, and then um, Joey Giordano with uh, Workstat Restorations, got to sit down with him, and then uh, and then Mark Kuttner, uh got to sit down with him, and he's he's one of these uh, guys that uh, made a little special something I ran across the, in the swap meet area, and I said, man, we got to do a podcast, and so... We do a podcast and get into detail on that. That one comes out in a couple of weeks, man. So you guys have to stay tuned for that. But, you know, I just love this hobby of all these people that get out there and they're so enthusiastic about whatever part of this hobby or scene that they're in. And they jump in with both feet and they they really put their heart and soul into it. And that's what I love about this VW hobby, man. I'm super, super stoked for these other events coming up this month. Unfortunately, I can't go down to Octo. I've got a family function going on that weekend. But uh, the new V-Dub Trends is out. I'm stoked to get my issue number one. And uh, listen, membership has its privileges. And, you know, sometimes when you do the podcast, you might just sneak on to be the first person to buy one before the website goes live. But, hey, listen, man, you got to know. <laughs> but I'm stoked, man. I'm stoked to be a part of it. I'm stoked that Rich DeWitt's bus is in the magazine. Uh, that car was a labor of love that my brother put out and he did literally all the work on that thing paint body and all that stuff and so um he just did a he just did a phenomenal job at the wagon with that bus so that's a devastating bus i'm sure you guys will see it at one of the shows coming up in the next couple months but if you get that first issue of vw trans man you're gonna go ahead and see uh you're gonna go ahead and see the bus in there the article's called quicksand and it's uh you know the the feature the features a couple of pages, and it although it's a great feature, it doesn't do that bus justice when you get to see that bus in person, man. That bus is gangster boogie, man, and and not just because he's my brother, but it's a super dope bus. So, uh, real quick, let's do some shout outs, man. Uh, Isaac Potter, yeah, Isaac, that's right. I ran into Isaac walking the swap meet. I'm like, he's like, hey man, what's up? I'm like, what's up, buddy? He's like, you don't even know who I am, do you? And I'm like, yeah, I know who you are. I'm like, you're Isaac. And uh, I said, you're Jesse's brother. And he's like, yeah, man, yeah. And I said, well, what's my name? And he's like, uh, uh, yeah. So Isaac, I told him, I said, you better get your butt on there. You listen to the podcast? He said, yeah. I said, well, you better get your butt on there and leave a five-star review. So he left a five-star review. And he says, been listening since the beginning. Great to listen while I commute to work. It's a great show uh, or a great podcast with lots of great VW history from some some of the VW greats. Look forward to future shows. Keep up the good work. Bill T. Isaac Potter. So now he knows my name. And Rockadub65 says, Bill, great to meet you at Bugarama. This is by far the best podcast in the scene. 
Thanks for the shirts and stickers. The kids fought who was getting what. Thanks to George for the bus seat. Rocket Dub 65, man. So uh, again, it was great to see a lot of those, a lot of those listeners there at the at, at the uh, Bugarama. Looking forward to seeing some more of you guys over at uh, Buggin' Weekend. And if we make, if I make it down to Prado, uh, let me know. You guys, give me a shout out. Let me know who's going to be at Prado, and we'll see if we can't connect, man. Um, who knows? I might sneak out Friday night, but I think it might be an early, early Saturday morning thing, or early Sunday morning thing there and back. And if I do, I'll be bringing the rag chop with me, dude. Everybody loves seeing that bug from the old uh, V Dub Trends cover, and uh, it was just, it was just a, a, a real treat, man. Just to get to connect with a lot of people that uh, share the share the passion for this hobby. So. Much loved everybody that we got to meet this weekend, and uh, I'm looking forward to a summer of great VW events, guys. Okay, everybody, on today's show, we're recording here at Bugarama 85 up in Sacramento. We had a little road trip up here, and while I'm out and about wandering through the yards, I run into a friend of mine that I met back in, it has to be 2000, 2001, I think it was. Yeah, probably, yeah, that long time ago, almost 20 years ago. Yeah, 2001 <laughs> when I debuted my bus down at... Uh, down at the classic yeah that we did a photo shoot for yeah the japanese Volkswagen magazine yeah. and so on today's show our guest is shin watanabe who is now the editor you're the editor of hot vw's magazine yes previously when i knew you before you were with the magazine let's play vw's yes. right mm -hmm. yes. the way we always start the podcast mm -hmm. is we always start with your vw story okay and how did you get into volkswagens okay uh First of all, thanks for having me. Uh, yeah. My name is Shin Watanabe. Yeah, so now I'm editor of the Hot Bidder magazine for since 2017. And I'm still doing Volkswagen since uh, four years old. So Since you're four years old? Yeah, my uncle owned the other 1974 Super Beetle. Really? Yeah, and uh, I used to get back in the the rear behind the se rear seat. Yeah, in the luggage compartment. Yeah, luggage compartment. So that's a probably reason why I'm still just six, you know, like Volkswagen. Right, know? just just I'm crazy about Volkswagens. Yeah, yeah. And now, what was your first Volkswagen, or were you were you a general car guy, or specifically for Volkswagens? I mean, I I love all kinds of car, but uh, yeah. Volkswagen is the always top of the top, you know. Yeah, I think we all we all love Volkswagens primarily. Mm. I know you. I think if I'm not mistaken, you have a Monte Carlo also, yeah, I, right? Yeah, I do have a Monte Carlo. Seventy two. Yeah, seventy two. I have a sixty five Buick Riviera. Oh, okay. So, like, yeah. you know, when people admit, like, you know, hi, my name is Bill, and I also have a Chevrolet. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to the Volkswagen yeah. people. As you guys know, I, I'm originally from Japan. I, I moved to California in 1998, and mm -hmm. uh, before I moved into California, so I was the uh, involved the uh, Japanese, you know, automobile magazine uh, for about 10 years. So and was it just Let's Play VW? Let's or Play was VW, or, and also in the feature in the American Car Culture magazine. Oh, really? Yeah, so American Car, of course, Hot Rod, you know, the, the vintage car, of course. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I would say I'm just crazy about Volkswagen, but uh, more likely, 
American car culture. So, so the American car. Now, so the interesting thing, you grew up in, mm. in what part? In, in Japan? In, in, in Tokyo. In Tokyo, mm. Japan. Mm. And now they have a car culture there, but it's real specific for, there's like two car cultures, right? There's the Japanese car, 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 car culture, mm -hmm. and then there's the American car culture that's there. Are there are many, you know, some people just crazy about the European car, you right. know, in a, like a supercar, you know, Lamborghini, mm -hmm. Ferrari, and uh, some people love like a low, low rider. There's you know. a lot of low riders They have a big low rider club over there, you yeah. know. Yeah, so it's a huge population, you know. And, yeah. and so your, your hobby was cars, mm -hmm. or that was your passion, right? Mm -hmm. How yeah. do you get from having a passion of cars into the magazines and photography? How does that happen? Originally, you know, so yeah, when I went to college, I, I was studying the, like engineering. I wanted to be kind of the racing car, you know, designer. Yeah. You know? Uh, but that dream didn't make it, you know, so, but still I wanted to be involved, you know, I wanted to, you know, touch the car every day as a job. Sure. So, yeah, you know, back in the day, there are so many car magazines available. So then it's kind of cool. So I can test drive uh, uh, you know, sure. as many as I want. So, yeah, so that that's a kind of reason why I got involved in the magazine industry. You know, now, did you, did you get involved because people knew that you had, like you had a passion for American cars mm -hmm. and car culture. So they said, hey, this guy's really into it. Let's bring him in to be part of the magazine? No, I was just a young kid, you know, when I got into, you know, the, the magazine. Yeah, so... So you started as a photographer or writer or uh, how? Everything, kind of, you know, yeah. Photography, kind of, I, it came came with me maybe later, you know. Uh -huh. Yeah, I kind of running by myself. Yeah. So more like, a, you know, uh, editor, so so that that was sure. what I was doing for. So you 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 like worked with the layouts of the magazine and the look and the like writing how it's the article, out. go sure. to the show, you know, writing the report. Yeah, so that was my job, and then main object was the American car and mm -hmm. the aircraft Volkswagen, mainly from California. So that was a um, probably reason why I'm what I'm doing right now. Yeah, know? yeah. yeah so. Well, when I met you, the first time I met you was obviously 2001 at the VW Classic. And you shot my car for Let's Play VW. Now, mm -hmm. I was surprised when I saw Let's Play VWs come out because the magazine is, I don't know, 200 pages. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's, there's 200 cars in it, at least. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like every page mm -hmm. is almost a feature. Like in the very back, they have like a classified mm -hmm. section. Why is the magazines in Japan so different than the magazines here as far as like layout and style? Yeah, that's a good question, actually. You know, uh, people obviously pay like a 20 bucks magazine, 30 bucks magazine. Red Spray was like a almost 20 bucks magazine. So you know? a yeah. magazine mm -hmm. in, in Japan is substantially more expensive than yeah. here. And we didn't call that was a magazine. So they. It's kind of between book and the magazine. We call MOOC. MOOC? Yeah, MOOC. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. More like a magazine book. So. And, and how often? How, that like, was a let's, quarterly magazine. So yeah. Let's Play VWs comes out quarterly. Yeah, quarterly. It yeah. costs 20 bucks. 20 bucks. Yeah. And so back then, Let's Play VWs, it had a circulation of how big, do you think? Ah, uh, that was probably 60,000 or something. That's it? 60,000? Yeah, yeah. Does that, I mean, is that a lot in terms of magazines? That was a, uh, actually a lot. For yeah. car, for yeah, car yeah. magazines. In, in Japanese market, actually. I, I think it's, it's 
yeah. Quite wow. a lot. Yeah, yeah. So 60,000 was the subscription or that was the total print count and then we, you went we, newsstand we, and subscription? In, in Japan, usually we don't have any like a subscription. So system. everything's newsstand? Everything at newsstand, bookstore. So. And is the business different there than it is here? It's, it's pretty different. Yeah, it's, it's different. Very different. Yeah. Like, what was the difference between like in Japan, they buy the store buys the magazine, whether they sell it or it, not, they keep it? It's pretty much all, you know, consignment, you know, based. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, usually they don't discount at all. Right. Know? Even even they take some subscription. Right. But they don't give any discount. You know. Actually, they cannot do that. Kind the of price the price is the price. Kind That's of it. the distribution system is a kind of the monopoly by the couple company. So the old publisher just couldn't discount or kind of special offer to the reader at all so yeah. they have to just sell a read at retail price so yeah so that's, that's fixed because that slide this over just a little just just a little bit so it's more in front there you go okay. perfect better okay good okay so when you get to working for let's play vw's mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. that's where i that's where i meet you but yeah. when i met so i met you i think i met you through kiki Right, maybe through Kiki. Okay, I can't yeah. remember how. Kiki maybe Julian. Or Julian. Yeah. yeah, Julian is how yeah. I met you. Julian with Super VW. Yeah, he, he's Super VW. And you guys, every time. So after that, every time I had a car feature, I called the guys like, "Hey, I got a car that's finished. You guys are great. Let's go shoot it." Yeah, we sent them share the, you know, those info. Oh, that owner is a pretty cool, so you should shoot it. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah you are deserve to the published in France, you know, all over the world. Oh, yeah. So we share sometimes, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and so. When you would shoot, like when you were shooting in 2001, you were living here in the States then. Yeah, I, 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 moved, I live in the States since 1998. Yeah. So since 98, you've been living here and yeah. shooting for magazines in Japan mm -hmm. until you moved here to, to help Shin, what's Shin's last name? Shin Mukai. Shin Mukai mm -hmm. yeah. with Hot VWs. Mm -hmm. Now, because I want to get into that in a minute too. Okay. So obviously you come here and Hot VWs is like the gold standard for... VW oh, oh, magazines, United States. You know, yeah, Hot Bidder magazine is like yeah, oldest Volkswagen magazine. You know, since they published 1967. So it was for me, it was my Bible. And and before the internet, Hot BW is the way to right. see BW scene in California and the other states. You know? Yeah, and we, lots of people dreaming about it. You know? Yeah, so yeah, so. How does it go? I'm interested in the story of how it goes from you, from you working for Super VW or, or Let's Play VW into we we have Hot VWs decides they're going to shut down the magazine, mm, yeah. and within what was it two months or about a month and a half? Was it more uh, it than was that? Was like a 2017 uh -huh. in January. So I was informed. So they might going to you know you know shut it down. And I kind of freaked out, you know, so, and the, then previous owner might, might be interested in selling the company. So I kind of dived in, you know, but now financially you, I'm not, you know. Right. But yeah. were you involved with Hot VWs before they closed down a little bit? Uh, like a contributing yeah, uh, I was, photographer I, I, and stuff? I was involved a little bit yeah, as a contributor, you know, I was doing more like a digital, you know, magazine. Sure. For them, you know, so. and, and you knew the, you knew the previous family that owned it? Oh yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. when they decide to close it down, was it what was the reason they decided to close it down? Subscriptions are low, not enough advertising, or they're just tired of the business, uh, or what? That, 
I have to say that that's kind of the, you know I, I I cannot tell the details. So it's you more know, confidential, like yeah, why? More confidential. No yeah, problem. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. they decide to close it down. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets a little bit worried because we lost VW Trends in 2005. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty abrupt. You know, those guys are working there. They all got an email. Hey, by the way, we're closing the magazine. Mm-hmm. And then that was it for VW Trends. Mm-hmm. And then Hot VW is the only one left. Mm-hmm. So Hot VWs goes out of business. And then you're pretty influential in getting the name Hot VW saved by connecting with Shin Makai, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How does that take place? Uh, yeah, so I have to, you know, we have find the other uh, new owner sure so, yeah so then i was running around you know the, in the 2017 and uh you know yeah long time friend shin mukai you know he he's a true bw guy yeah you know, he was racing you know pra for a long time he has a boxer business in japan yeah yeah he's a special kind of crazy type three crazy guy oh really yeah and also, he was also a huge fan of the Hot Bidder magazine. Yeah. Know? Yeah, he has all issues since the beginning. And also, he's also freaked out, you know. You know, so yeah, first of all, I really freaked out because once Hot Bidder is gone, that affects us, you know. Sure. Yeah, the, the magazine, you know. Yeah. So whole industry kind of went something yeah, wrong. So sure. then, you know. Yeah, I just don't didn't want to see kind of the domino effect or something bad. Well, yeah, and, if, if we lose our only publication, and also I, I didn't want just I didn't want to lose the Hot Bitter magazine, you know. So, so it's been a, it's it's been a staple of the magazine stand for a long time. It's yeah. it's been kind of the the center of the hobby, like the the place where everything gets its. Yeah, of course, you know, the, you know, all, you know, things change, you know, right now. So we have a social network, internet, right. but still, you know, the magazine for me is a very special, you know, yeah, something printed, you know. Yeah, and I think, and I think it might be a generational thing, yeah, you know, yeah. in our generation, we had magazines, mm, yeah. magazines, it was a, it was something to, to, to hold, you could look at, you didn't need power, internet connection, any of that stuff. And, and now the challenge in the magazine world has now become, how do you compete with social social media mm-hmm. when if we're just talking about consuming things from a visual standpoint mm-hmm. you can just get on your phone and look at pictures yeah. of every single yeah. car yeah. so uh, how have you guys been trying to compete with with digital media or like how, how is it how's the landscape changed because you've been in the in the magazine scene mm-hmm. long enough to know yeah. that if you're you know before with advertising and talking mm-hmm. and, and the magazine comes out if you've got a new car the only place you're going to see it's the yeah, magazine yeah. well now you're going to see it all over the internet yeah. how do you guys comp- you know what if do you, you go to, to the show just take the photograph you know post it you know that magazine cannot beat you know sure. that social network yeah right. everybody you can do it instantly you know yeah at, at, the, at the venue you know so you you can post it yeah you can share it yeah that's something you we, we cannot beat sure but uh, you know uh I I be, I'm in both Volkswagen industry for almost 30 years now. Yeah. So I do have a lot of good connection with special people, you know, special talented people. So I can hide a really special story. So that, that that's always I I try to looking for some very special story or passion of the the owner. You know. Sure. Each car has different, you know story and uh, well, something amazing yeah. and that's what we you know we're talking about here is the yeah. di- the difference of like even with you w- what we're doing now is we're, we're getting your story mm-hmm. and how you go from i knew you when you were a photographer for let's play vw's and now you're the editor of hot vw's magazine which 
to you is kind of a dream job, maybe. I don't know. Is it? Yeah, it's yeah, it's dream. Yeah, but sometimes I feel you know mixed feeling. You know, yeah, a lot of yeah, pressure. My hobby. This is my hobby, but this is also my your job source of income. My job. You know? Yeah, yeah. But you know, fortunately and thankfully. I'm still enjoy and I still love what I do, you know. It's it's different, right? It's it, I think it's different from when you know I was here talking to Steve Hole a few minutes ago, mm -hmm. and I, I put on a, a car event in Las Vegas, and we talked about the difference of you come to an event, you enjoy an event, and then you put on an event. Mm -hmm. I think it's the same when like you enjoy a magazine and then you create the magazine, mm -hmm. and the difference of. When people interact with you, it's different when you're a contributor versus the editor. Mm -hmm. And everybody, I, does everybody always give you advice as to what to do with the magazine? <laughs> Everybody's like, you know, Shin, you know what I'd do if I was you? I would do this, I would do this, and I would do this. You yeah, get that a lot now because that, yeah. that's what, when, when I put on a show mm -hmm. in Las Vegas, I put on a swap meet. Every time I put it on, I have somebody says, hey, come here, buddy. I'd like to talk to you for a few minutes and maybe have you put on... You know, you should do this different, or next yeah. time they should park cars over uh, here or do that. Do you, do you get that a lot? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> and it's and it's kind of it's, it's a different kind of pressure, right? I mean, yeah, yeah because yeah. as the guy who's creating something, mm. you want everybody to like it. Mm. I, I mean, I think that's what we do because we're now instead of the consumer, mm. we're now the creator of that. But that that probably I try not to think about that way you know I just try enjoy and I just try to you know highlight somebody you know really special and, right and uh, I'm just intermediate somebody you know I, I don't create anything you know that like you guys create very special car so right and I see I maybe I have a good eye to you know catch something you create very special then I want to shows as many as people as possible sure yeah so that's i always find my pleasure you know so and and people got some you know inspiration to right. make something you know like you did you know well yeah. and one of those things is in this in this vw scene which is like it seems so the same, but it's so versatile, oh, right? Yeah, there's yeah. there's so many different layers so many of, different, of yeah. vehicles from vintage to custom to off-road to uh, rustic to ratty to hood ride yeah. to like there's 46 different styles. Yeah. How do you, how can you keep a balance, stay true to the magazine yet have a balance? Because I know VW trends before, mm -hmm. or, excuse me, hot VWs before would not put cars like ratty cars in the magazine. I think I think the first one that was on the cover of the magazine was Jeremy Brooks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, you know, with Jeremy Brooks' car, and it, and it kind of I, I think it made a statement, right? Mm -hmm. Like we're hot VWs, but we recognize there's other trends going on in the VW scene. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And was it was it a big decision to do that to put that on the cover? For me, you know, no, no, it wasn't a big decision for me. You know, yeah, I I knew you know the previously you know yeah the. Patina can never made a cover page. Right. But uh, for me, it's just cool car. I mean, sure. You know, and no. you know, cool guy made. You know, and uh, you know his daughter, his daughter yeah. driving. Well, yeah. Which is part of the VW hobby, right? It, it, yeah. It's, it ends up bleeding down from us to our children to mm. being a you know the car becomes a community mm. or something that connects an entire community. Yeah. So I thought that's very special, you know. Special yeah. Well, listen, I thought it was a big deal. I thought, I thought it said something when the magazine came out and 
Javi W's put a patina car on the cover, and Jeremy Brooks has got a good eye. Some people do a little too much patina, and some people, you know, it's like people try too hard. I think he really nailed it with those cars that, that yeah. were in the magazine. Yeah. Um, how do you, in respect to trying to find good stuff to get in the magazine, is there any car that you've tried to get that you'd like to have in there that you can't get in there? Oh, no, usually I, <laughs> I don't think that too much. I mean, yeah, I never thought that that way. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. usually, you know, there are just so many special cars. So we, we, I, we I, actually, we have to keep it up, you know, to, you know, sure. more cars. I mean, yeah. Well, there's, you know, there, there's so much going on, especially now that after this COVID thing's gone by mm -hmm. and now that, the show season's back. It's mm. pretty impossible yeah. to stay on top of the scene yeah. just in California, yeah. Yeah. let alone balance out the rest of the country because the VW scene is different in Maryland and different oh, in yeah. Texas and different in Canada yeah. and Washington and all these different locations. And shout out to Ohio guys in Cleveland listening. But how, how can you keep – I think maybe one of my perspectives is it's hard for me to see if I – because I've tried to put myself in your position. If mm. I was in your position – how could I get an understanding of how the VW scene is in Ohio uh, when I go there? And for me, it looks different. You know, like for me, yeah, everything's it looks very different. It's on a grassy thing. The cars aren't as low because of maybe, you know, the terrain, the roads, this or that. Do you find more value in like, like finding people from that area that can photograph it and, and maybe show the scene the way it should be shown? Probably I don't look I don't look just only the car mm -hmm. to f for the feature car. So that's why I, every every everywhere I go, you know, last couple of years ago I went to Florida, you know, Texas, Oklahoma, you know, several other states. Right. Yeah. I just talk with try to talk speak with the, the owner and mm -hmm. I try to find a good story and that. That makes me, you know, oh, I want to feature that car. So, so for you, the story mm -hmm. has, has the most importance. Of course, some detail is important. It's nicely, you know, detailed car. And but sometimes I really don't care the style, you know. Yeah, you know, as you see, I I don't feature only Karuka or vintage car. I I kind of pick any kinds of car, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Patina car, sometimes you know, art, you know, custom. You sure. Know. Yeah, yeah. And so I can answer your question yeah. probably. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I just go to the show and I just something catch my eye. Yeah. And, oh, I this is cool. So that. Yeah. Kind of like playing around. Yeah, yeah, at just, the show. Yeah. Yeah. I never think about the, oh, this is you know. Oh, this car is going to be good for the magazine sales. I never think that way. Well, no. and, and 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 I don't know if it's that. I, I think it, I think the tough thing, the difficult job that you have, is represent representing the scene, kind of equally, right? It's mm -hmm. difficult to do because you have ten times the photographers on the West Coast than you mm -hmm. do on the East Coast, yeah. or more contributing people here. If somebody somewhere feels like their car should get the recognition that they'd like for you to see or they want your, their car featured with you, what's the best way for them to, I mean, do people send you emails all the time like, hey, I think my car is really special, I'd like to get it featured or, I mean, 
do people reach out to you quite a bit to try yeah, to get their the cars website, in there? Yeah, through the website. So there's a form, so you can submit the picture and mm-hmm. the, the information about your car. And uh, we always take a look and, and uh, you know. Have you featured any cars that were submitted on the internet? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We did several times. And uh, sometimes they submit all content, including picture and the story. And uh, we also have a section called the Reader's Showcase. So it's kind of the Reader's Car section. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so we, we basically, we, I try to open to everybody, I mean, yeah. So, and so now the magazine's been going strong now for what now? F- five years, six years now? 17 uh, to 21? 17, four, four and a half? years now, yeah. So things, how does the VW scene look to you as far as the health of the scene? Do you see it growing? Do you see it different? I mean, how, what do you see changing? You know, uh... It's growing, but also shrinking, you know, it, the car never produced, you know, so, right. but sometimes the car has been saved from somebody somewhere. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, it's kind of, I don't know what to say, but uh, it's growing. I mean, the market sidewise. The, the market's getting bigger. I mean, bigger. I, I, when I talked to, this is a few years back, but when I talked to some of the guys from CSP and yeah. uh, BBT and yeah. those guys, they yeah. all said the scene's getting bigger. And, yeah. and me, maybe I'm because I'm a little old school and I go mm. maybe to some of the few, the same shows, whatever yeah. it looks like. I, I think it's a very unique market, you know. Yeah. It, it, it's Volkswagen all over the world, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, still, you know, those big, you know, manufacturers doing really good. You know, yeah. Wolfsburg West, CSP, you know, yeah, CB Performance, you know, MP, yeah, those, those you know. They're all, they just they keep make growing. They make all kinds of parts. Now, some of, like a BBT makes all kinds of sheet metal, metal for the bus, you know. Yeah. So you can make whole complete new body. So, oh, yeah. And also, body of the car is is still keep very expensive, you know. Yeah, like a bus, you know. Uh, if you want to buy something, you know, deluxe bus, so yeah, you have to pay at least like a hundred k. Yeah. Yeah, they've, the, the the buses have gone quite a bit as far as being yeah. crazy as price. Yeah, yeah. What are some of the, I've personally noticed because of Instagram things like this, I'm able to look all around the world at the different different parts of the VW scene. What I've noticed really big in the VW scene that's changed quite a bit is, or that, that really has a unique style, is the, the cars in Brazil. Yeah, Brazil, yeah, yeah. They have a lot of cars. They know? got a lot, a lot of Volkswagens. Yeah. They call them Fuscas there, right? Yeah, Fusca, yeah, yeah. They have some of the most unique style cars there. Yeah, yeah. And I, I see a bunch of them on Instagram, and some of them I see, I want to see more. Yeah. Have you been able to con- to get into that market at all? Do you have anybody down there that's contributing or been able to bring anything, or are you looking for someone to be able to you know, send things from Brazil? You know, we have an official, you know, Facebook page. Yeah, lots of, you know, the follow-up came from actually Brazil. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that that surprised me. Yeah, and and if you look at there. They have a lot of car. I mean, yeah, oh, yeah. lots of unique car. You know? And they're they're mostly like late model, like a like a Mexican style Beetle, right? Mm, yeah, like that yeah. body style. And I've seen they've done the flush fit glass, and they've done a but bunch of. But the body is like a pre sixty four still. Yeah, you know? yeah. The Fusca, yeah. The wi- side window is still smaller than you know late model. <laughs> yeah, so it's different than the Mexican different, Beetle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Di- different, yeah, yeah. So, are you, if someone's listening in Brazil? Mm. 
Would it be beneficial if you had a good contact on the streets in Brazil to bring good features to the magazine? I, th I mean, I think it's a... It's funny because it's not our market, but it's what I appreciate about the market is it it shows you different styles oh, yeah. to yeah. build the car. And it really, I've, I've gotten a lot of really great ideas. I mean, some of the stuff that I've, I've got my forever split window that I've been building, mm -hmm. that, I, that I've been having built, let me mm -hmm. rephrase that. And uh, there's parts and pieces that I've been getting from Brazil. Yeah, actually, so we did one car feature from Brazil. Yeah, it's it's called the Carman Gear. No, oh, yeah, 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 the TC Gear. TC Gear. So yeah. that's really, I love that car. You know, that's a, you know, it looks to me the TC Gear. I like the look of it. It looks to me like a baby Maverick, the mm -hmm. Ford Maverick. Yeah, yeah, in the, in the hatchback, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, there's those cars are very rare in the states. Yeah. The Brazilias are starting to get more popular, Brazil, yeah. and I think you know, it's, as we watch the scene over the past 20 years go from oval windows being rare to split windows now being really popular mm -hmm. to people now chasing coach belts, the scene continues to keep growing with the enthusiast. What do you think is something that you've seen as a, as a recent trend in the VW scene that's been that you've noticed things that are maybe coming up or changing or, or a little bit different than what you've seen in the past? Uh, maybe last 10 years, you know, there are two ways I, I see, yeah. So first, first is a vintage car, you know, right. yeah, or concourse, like a, yeah. Yeah, like yeah, concourse, like vintage yeah. to the next level. Yeah, yeah, so those are, I see more, you know, really high restoration, high level restoration. Right. Also like a pip, you know, yeah, his build is just amazing, you know, yeah, he, he, that's something you never seen like a 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. He, he's the the game has been pushed quite a bit, mm -hmm. and I think maybe my my opinion is maybe that the the builders that are building these cars mm -hmm. that we all started as kids when yeah. this was our hobby are yeah. now yeah. this is their business mm -hmm. and they keep wanting to elevate their game. I mean, we see buddies out there doing a yeah, car that they're going for yeah, the Sloniker yeah, Award. Yeah. Just level with the finish is something just, you know. Yeah, yeah. Owns, yeah. Imagination, you know, like, a, yeah. I never thought that type of, you know, detail finish we're going to see yeah. for the BW scene. I mean, it's, it's incredible. You take yeah. a basic car and now the level yeah. of detail is so yeah. high that yeah. it's it's yeah. become a really, really, yeah. I mean, these are easy six-figure builds. Yeah. And and they, I don't see any stop in sight, you know. Yeah. Um, I saw that uh, Foothill Fabrication, yeah. Aaron brought and over there. I think there. that moves, you know, push more recognized by the other industry, like Hot, Hot Rod. Yeah. So that's the reason why Grand National Roadster Show, they wanted to feature yeah. BW, you know. They, yeah. want, they wanted to fill one entire yeah. hole, you know. It's Volkswagen. That's a huge deal. Yeah, you know? and that this was the year. Matter of fact, this car we're sitting next to here was yeah. invited to be there because yeah. this That's car awesome. was in Hot VWs in 1989. Yeah. And then it was also VW Trends in 91 wow. and 93. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. so this car has been around since then. Yeah. But, you know, the cars that they're... I think it's it's maybe because the 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 the, the age group of that hobby is now yeah. we're all yeah. we're all adults mm, and so, we're yeah. all yeah. really growing the hobby mm. through now some of there's yeah. I know of guys that have collections of over 100 Beetles mm. or 100 different Volkswagens you know there's a couple of guys I can think yeah. of that have over 100 Volkswagens yeah. and 
with with that change in the in the scene it's done that it's pushed the hobby up it's gotten us recognition it used to be a you know i remember talking to aaron broughton and he said when he he and ryan reed they worked for uh fat jacks hot rods mm -hmm. and they took their beetles and went to a hot rod show yeah, yeah. and somebody said get those guys out of here you know the yeah. beetle guys and you know jack stepped in and said no these guys work for me their cars mm -hmm. are nicer than most of your cars so mm -hmm. but i think the interesting thing is you know, we've seen that come full circle because now Ryan Reed and Aaron Broughton, who yeah, were they kids, they changed the game originally. I huge. think, yeah, he well, has a huge impact. Yeah, yeah. I still, those two guys are still my favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was a huge impact. Yeah. Well, it's good that answered my next question, which was what some of your favorite cars. I know for me, one of the one of the cars for me that changed things for me visually was Randy Gates split window. Oh yeah, that that was a, yeah also yeah. That was. That although the car was cow look, mm. I can't say it was a cow look car because it had a California look, but it had that that car had some Buddy Hell signature pieces on it, and Buddy's a friend of mine. But I just love my like my favorite thing to this day was the 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 antennas coming off the the, the column mm. with the the shift yeah. light and the oil yeah. light. Yeah, I mean or the line lock and the shift light. That to me was so cool that when he when when Buddy built my Gia. I had to make the same shift lights for my car yeah. because I just thought it was so cool, you know. I, I loved your Razor, also one of my favorite cars. Oh. That was also really. I, nice. I, mi I missed I missed the gear, and the funny thing is that car was the car I had the least physical involvement with, mm -hmm. but the most dollar involvement with, mm -hmm. and it was like a blessing and a curse, you know. Having that car to me was, it was great to have it, mm -hmm. but it was like. I didn't want to drive it really hard because I really didn't want to beat it up. But then it, it, it was, it was so nice and it was so. It, it, I never could drive it to really refine it. And by the time I sold it, I'd gone through and now it was solid. But I don't know. It was it was different. And, and Where some, did it go? No. Uh, it was bought locally in Las Vegas by oh, yeah. uh, by uh, a guy named John. Picked mm -hmm. it up. And interestingly enough, the guy that bought it wanted to buy my bus back in 2003 when I had oh, it for wow. sale. And he ended up with the Gia now. But, uh, you know, I, I've got my split window, which has been on the table for quite a while, which I'm looking forward for that coming out. But, and I know we're not, this podcast is not about me, it's about you. Mm -hmm. And I know that you've got your 58? 58. 58 yeah. Beetle yeah. that's got. Mm -hmm. What motors in that? Uh, right now, I put the Okrasa motor. Mm -hmm. You know, I put the big, big bore piston, 80 okay. millimeter. So it's the size of motor is like a, just a little under 1400. And I put the ratio, but the uh, manifold, the speed yeah. of USA manifold, 40 IDF. So I got almost 70 horsepower. Wow. Yeah, it's a fun car to drive. Yeah. And that car is vintage stock, but performance. Mm -hmm. I call it vintage performance, you know. Right. Yeah, yeah, so. And then you also have your Monte Carlo, Monte which is Carlo. almost it's almost pretty close to the same color as the Beetle. It's like a gold, right? <laughs> no, it's a white. Yeah, but it's kind of vinyl. Brown, oh, the vinyl, vinyl got a brown top. vinyl top. Yeah. I, I remember. Yeah. But that was a stock color back then on the Monte Carlos. Yeah. The seventy three was, like, was yeah. like it was like a color like that. Yeah. Yeah. But so your Monte Carlo is pretty stock. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I've seen recently you have your dad's Mercedes. Yeah, that, that imported from Japan. You imported from Japan. Yeah, yeah. He was going to get a little bit. You know, he's getting old. So the parents don't need the other uh, two car anymore. So, yeah. So it's getting old. So, yeah. But I just couldn't let it go. Yeah. Uh, so I imported. Now, why was that Mercedes so special to you? Oh, just I grow up, partially grow up with that car. You know, yeah. my dad bought it 
as a brand new car, you know. Like a reward for himself that he yeah, worked yeah, hard yeah, and, and yeah, he, he loved that hard. car. Yeah, so he started on business, then, you know, he, yeah, rewarded by himself, you know, to buy the Mercedes, yeah, in 91. So it was very special for him. And what Mercedes model is it? It's, it's, it's called 300E. The 300E? Yeah, yeah it's just regular sedan, but right-hand drive. You know? So it's right-hand drive. Yeah. Now, what year is it? 91? 91, yeah. How difficult was it to import that car from Japan to here? So today in the States, mm -hmm. you know, the car is as long as it's 25 years old or older, you can import it, no problem. But California, so you have to get through the emission things. Oh, really? Yeah, so so I went through. So, yeah, they have own, like, a air resource board. It, yeah, it's CARB, CARB, California Air California Research air resource board. board. So I have to prove, you know, my car is good emission in California. So, but, uh, you know, they don't have any document, you know. So, so you I just, have to can you just take it, put it, put it on the smog and be done with it, or uh, no? No, I have to go to that... Uh, the test lab, you know, so then they issue kind of special sticker for state of California. So then finally I can go to the, the smoke check. Then, uh, you know, go to DMB, but they, they have, they don't have my VIN number in the system. So it's different VIN it, number. Different VIN number. So I have to prepare everything, you know, you know, certification from the export from Japan. So yeah, yeah it took almost two years. To two years? I just got license plate like a couple of weeks ago. Oh, wow. <laughs> what an, and if you were anywhere but California, it might be a little easier. Instant, you know. Instant? Yeah, you don't even need a smoke check, you know. Yeah, it's well, classic car. Next time call me, I live in Nevada. <laughs> just let, let so me. actually, lots of people get, you know, yeah, right, yeah. Like a P.O. box and address from like, a, you know, some so other state. So if the car was imported to Nevada mm -hmm. and then you moved to California, you're okay? Or you still have to do the same no, thing? I still have to go through the oh, same. Wow. Yeah, because they, are, they don't have my bin number in the system. So, yeah, it was a big headache. So you've got a Mercedes, you've got the Beetle, and you've got your Monte Carlo. And I do have a one kit car. It's called Intermechanica. Oh, like a speedster. Speedster, yeah. It's, the, it's a replica of the convertible D. Its uh -huh. body is a speedster, but it has a, like a roll-up window. You know. Sure. And now the Intermechanica, that, that's a pretty rare... I mean, they're short-term production, or are they still in business today? They're still in business in Vancouver, Canada. Really? Yeah, they're still making. Yeah, yeah. And now Intermechanica, mm -hmm. and there was a couple of the California Speedster, I think it was another company. I can't remember the... Uh, the, the, the Vintage. Yeah. Or, yeah, like, and uh, JPS. Yeah, several other companies there. Is the inner mechanic a little more valuable than the other ones? Are they higher For me, quality? Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. My choice for the inter mechanic. Yeah, I, I own that car also 27 years now. Really? Yeah, yeah. That, that's actually my oldest car. Yeah, really? I own today. <laughs> and it's a speedster, or it's a, it's it's called the convertible D in 1959. Porsche, you know, produced the other one year only model called. Convertible D. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's a body the speedster, but a kind of square-ish windshield with a side roll-up window. Yeah. Then they went to the B model. So yeah. And so, the, so you've got those four cars. Yeah, only four cars. That's it. Just four. <laughs> Just four. <laughs> now in Japan, so, so for our listeners that don't know, in Japan, for you to own four cars, would it be that simple? No, you have to be rich. Like really rich. To you have to be really rich. And you have to have, you know, even if you live in like a Tokyo suburban area, uh -huh. you know, most of 
people don't even have the you know garage. Really? <laughs> you have to rent a garage, wow. which costs maybe 300, 400 bucks. So, and the tax are so expensive. You know, even you don't drive to keep registration. Probably you you have to pay two thousand, three thousand every year. Every year for each, each car? car. Holy cow! That's they tax more for the older car so know. the older the car the more expensive it is to own it mm, yeah yeah wow so, so this is dream lots of people complain about california but yeah. still for me it's a dream you that's know. it well i think a lot of people when i go see visit my friends in belgium and things like this they're, they're pretty jealous of how easy we have it to where we can have four or five cars here in the you states know, that's, the united states is it's amazing you know for the classic cars yeah yeah, yeah it's so much easier yeah. You know, gas price getting higher, but still cheaper than the rest of the world. You right. Know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially for the classic car culture is just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. so of all the, all the shows and things that you've covered, for you in the last five or ten years, what's been the, the most memorable show that you've covered or something that was something that stands out to you as like, wow, this was a really great event and it needs to happen more, it's still happening, or it was just a really special event for you? Yeah, that's, that's for me, that's kind of difficult question for me, mm -hmm. you know. Bagorama is always special for me, mm -hmm. you know, those kind of, I feel really old school, you know, swap meet, you know, race, car show, all stick together. Yeah. Yeah, I really love it, you know, yeah, I really enjoy every time, so yeah, so I try to come back every time, and... Prado was amazing, just crazy. You know? Prado's just so many cars. Yeah, so many cars. It's so many things, so much to see yeah, that it's. Yeah, it's just beyond huge event, you know, almost like a 2000, you know, car together. Yeah, the only problem I have with Prado is it's so hot. If I want it hot, I stay in Vegas. I come to California. I want to feel like even we're out here right now and it's it's 85 degrees. It was a little warmer today, but now the sun's going down. It's nice and cool. And Prado just, because it's in the valley, it gets it gets kind of hot yeah. and it's super dusty. But, I mean, there's a huge amount of cars there. And if the weather's nice and the grass is nice, which it's usually yeah. maybe, maybe not in June. but uh, So those June, you know, first, second week, is there always special for me since Classic Weekend, you know? Do you miss the Classic, the VW Classic? Do you miss the show? I miss the show, yeah. yeah. I miss the VW Classic at Irvine, you know? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 think, I think that show, because everything was in one weekend, mm -hmm. it, yeah. was so, yeah. it was so exciting. And now you see this year, yeah. we've got... Uh, Octo the first weekend Octo, of June, yeah. Prado the second mm -hmm. weekend of June, third weekend is bug in. It's like now it went from classic weekend to classic week to month of June. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. What do you think that does to the hobby, the, the, the show hobby, in your opinion? For me, you know, oh, we have more show. That's exciting. So that I still feel, you know. So yeah. I mean, yeah, especially since last year we missed all events. Right. Yeah. So it was just too, you know, used to, there are too many events. You know, I was kind of get tired, but, but that was, I really missed. I realized that, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, so I can't wait, you know. So do you think, my opinion is that when we have this many shows spread out, I live in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. It's a four-hour drive for yeah, me. Yeah. It's too much. <laughs> 
because I can't leave every weekend to go do right, stuff. Right. Yeah. So it's like I've got to pick which one yeah. I want to go to. And then everybody's doing stuff in summertime. So it's like a one weekend for my kids, yeah. one weekend I have a wedding, one weekend I got to. So now I have to put it on a calendar and pick which event yeah, to go that's to. Why, yeah, that's why we are very spoiled. You know, yeah, people living. You know, yeah, you guys California. have a 30 minute drive. Yeah, yeah, we have a, you know, almost a very good Volkswagen event almost every weekend. But do you think it affects the turnout? Do you think the turnout gets smaller because there's so much? Sometimes, you know, yeah, sometimes even yeah, there are two major events at the same day. That makes me crazy, you know. Yeah, yeah. At some point, you know, Classic and Prado at the same day. Right. That was a big problem for me, you know. Yeah. I had to run in both events, you know. And, and you I felt losing both events, you know. So. And you don't get to enjoy the show. I mean, sometimes no. it, it's it's yeah. hard to enjoy the show yeah, as that, it is. That was a, yeah, difficult for me, you know. Yeah. But as long as one show at the one one day, it's good. Yeah. No problem for me. <laughs> it's good, it's good content. So for people that. What would be the best thing that would benefit Hot VW's magazine from a from a standpoint of if your readers want more features in the magazine or they want more technical articles or they they, they want the magazine to have more stuff or be bigger or more features, would it be helpful for you to have more subscribers, obviously, to help bring that up? And then would is there more benefits to adding subscribers that you can give back to subscribers somehow? I mean, how, how? I wish I know. <laughs> Cause I mean, that's ultimately what you're trying to I figure out. I always try to figure out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. Tech article always, yeah. Lots of people. Yeah. yeah I, I have a really good feedback, you know, even small topic. Yeah. You know, but still for some people, you know, still something new. Sure. Yeah, even for me, I still something yeah, running every day, you know, so, yeah, tech article is good, always good, and, uh, you know, and always I just some unique feature, and, yeah, I'm still just trying to figure out, you know. I mean, my, my thought on it is, I believe all the VW people should subscribe to anything VW that's out there because you're supporting the hobby, and the more yeah. support the hobby gets, the more the more opportunity that you guys have and more accessibility you have to put more features out, to put to make the magazine a little bit better, make it a little bit bigger, because always through the years we watch the magazine get thicker and thinner and thicker and thinner. Mm -hmm. What does that directly correlate to? Is that the cost of production, the amount of advertisers, the feature? I mean, clearly there's no, there's no shortage of cars to feature, right? No shortage, yeah. Right, everybody's screaming, hey, was, can my car get in yeah. the magazine yet? Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, magazines is a, is a heavy, so logistic-wise, it's always challenging. You know, yeah, all all kinds of costs. You know, just keep you know more. So the heavier year. it gets, the more expensive oh, it is yeah, to ship yeah. it. Mm -hmm, yeah, so, which adds to the cost mm -hmm, of. Yeah. But still, I love to keep like a hundred pages. You know, for the magazine, and uh, this is for the next step for us. You know, uh, I love to start like a you know, more like a book style magazine that I used to do do it. Yeah. As a let's pray. So, you know, do you think does Hot VWs have plans to maybe put out a book style magazine in the yeah, that's, future? That, that's yeah, that's always thinking. Yeah, in my head, you know, so always thinking some idea. Yeah, that's I love to do all the like time. Like maybe something annually, like once a year they put once out a one. Year, maybe twice a year. Yeah, so that way maybe I can do more. Like a you know focus on like a Carrick special, you know, like a bus special or something. Yeah, yeah that, that that's one of my idea for the next step and 
Yeah, so yeah, I love to make some more like a special, you know, issue also. So, and so, if you have the opportunity, so you, the listeners that listen to Hobby Dubs around the world, or that that listen to Let's Talk Dubs around the world, are listening now. Yeah. If you could say something to them about how they could better support Hobby Dubs magazine or be part of the hobby, what would you suggest for them to do? Yeah, just keep walking on the box floor again. You know, yeah. yeah. You don't have to buy the magazine, but uh, you know, just keep creating content. Keep creating content. Yeah, that's the most important thing. So bring the car to the show. Yeah, and and uh, yeah, that's the mo I think for me most important thing. So that's the reason why I try to go to the show everywhere. So and I that's what I enjoy still. Yeah, yeah. just keep walking on the car and uh, you know enjoy. You know, drive. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I definitely, you know, I appreciate you sitting down with us and giving us some time. No, thanks for having me. And I, I listen, I it, it's been it's been great. I uh, I've ha I've been wanting to sit down with you for a little bit and do this because, like I said, I was excited the day my bus was featured, the the day that it got featured in Hot VWs and Let's Play and and Volks World and Super VW. Like that whole time for me was like the best time ever because for me it had meant that I'd finally created something that people they'd like it as much as I like it, you know? And and I've always been thankful for the photo shoots that you've done for me personally, for my cars. Oh, no, you inspire me a lot. You know, your style, you know, it's it, it's always brings something, you know, impact me. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. Hopefully if my Since split ever gets done, we'll get to do oh, that again. <laughs> We're getting close. We're getting real close. So maybe, maybe next year's the year. Maybe I could debut it at the uh, Grand National Roadster Show. Oh, that's awesome. Or yeah. we'll see where we can do it. But... Uh, and I, I want to add one thing, one more thing. Please. Yeah, yeah. So the so Grand National Roadster Show is a big deal for the BW it's huge, industry. Huge. Also, vintage side, you know, so I think three years ago already, you know, Amelia Island picked a Volkswagen coach bid class first yeah. time. Yeah. That was a huge step. So I strongly believe so next time, so we it's going to happen. Pebble Beach is going to happen. They're going to pick for Volkswagen. Volkswagen. So then we complete, you know, yeah. we have Grand National Auto Star Show and Pebble Beach. Well, I think Pebble Beach one year did the Carmen, like Gia, the, the Gia design, oh, okay. cars designed by yeah. Gia, but yeah. it wasn't Volkswagen specific, okay. but I would love to see. Yeah, I love no, to see I agree. It. I think I think they're starting, we see them all starting to push toward that, yeah. that yeah. collectability level. And I think there's, the, the interesting thing is every year there's a new coach built yeah. or a new car that nobody knew was built, or there's one car that was built for two weeks in, in Switzerland and now everybody finds out about it. Yeah. So th that's the amazing thing about the VW platform. It continues to keep producing surprises even till yeah. the 21st century. So, yeah. so. Shin, I appreciate you for sitting no, down with us. You. I'm glad we got to talk to you. Uh, I appreciate everything you've done for the hobby. I thank you, no, thank you personally for me. Thank you. and you thank guys you for saving hot VWs because who knows how that would have affected the scene. Luckily, we didn't have to experience that, but uh, I'm thankful for Shin Makai and for you for stepping up and continuing that because it's an important part of our VW scene. No, thanks for your support. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So I appreciate you for sitting down with us today. Thank you. All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that podcast. I certainly enjoyed uh, sitting down with Shin and getting that interview. If you guys like the podcast, make sure you go to letstalkdubs.com, go to our store, pick up some merch to support the podcast. As well, to get a shot on the podcast, go give a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Also, uh, follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. I do have videos coming out. 
And uh, coming up here, I'll spend about a day and I'll knock out a whole ton of videos or video editions of the podcast. So got a lot of good stuff coming up for you guys. I've got two more of the Bugarama series and definitely some other legends of the scene coming up, man. So appreciate you guys. Love the support and good looking out. And until next week, guys, later.